Hello, welcome back to Above Table, a D&D homebrew podcast all about ways to play. Each week I am going to pitch my co-host a topic, a theme, uh, a challenge on I want to play D&D this way and they are going to go out and gather up a lot of stuff that is made by a bunch of incredible content creators all over the internet and we're going to walk through it and we're going to get ideas and chat through some stuff and, and hopefully inspire you for your next game either as a player or as a GM. Uh, I am one of those co-hosts my name is phil and the mythical individual that i just spoke about is Ooh, josh just josh just, not josh. just josh with the hands just josh just josh oh when's your nickelodeon show air <laughs> hey i'm just josh um right just josh this week mm. there's not so much uh uh hey i'd like to play as a bar that doesn't sing theme but there is something that is kind of close to your heart and we talked about it in earlier episodes and that is how do I make Strixhaven work? How how do we make Strixhaven good again? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, is, it, is, it, is this episode going to be Strixhaven? Strixhaven. Or Fixhaven? I'm going to say Strixhaven. Strixhaven. Because I think it's really important at the top of this episode to say that this is not a let's just shit all over Strixhaven episode. Oh, definitely not. Um, we... I think we both actually quite like it and you can go to lots of other places on the internet to get this hot, hot take. It doesn't know what it wants to be as a book. Oh, the, <laughs> you just gave me a look. Oh, no, no. Just, it's just like you just looked up and you went, yeah, your yeah. eyes said everything. I know. I thought you were going to carry on. I will Sorry. carry on, but sometimes I waffle on too much. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Strixhaven, um, actually, you know what, uh, Josh, you give the elevator pitch for what the Strixhaven setting is, and then I'll give a quick overview of like what's in the book, and as a GM approaching this for the first time, what we think are the things that are missing, and then we'll look at all the incredible homebrew stuff that helps to fill that gap. <laughs> Strixhaven in a nutshell, Strixhaven bills itself as the premier institution of magical learning in the world of Arcavios, which is a world within the multiverse of Magic the Gathering trading card game. Mm -hmm. So it was ported over, basically, like has been done before with other settings. Here is how to play in Strixhaven using 5e. And it gives you a very light dusting of the setting and the lore, and then delves into the adventure itself. And I say in adventure in inverted commas, quotation marks. But if you want a starting point, you want a catalyst, you want the basic ideas and the bones of a structure and some mechanics and NPCs and courses and colleges to fill out a magical university. It is an excellent starting point. Starting point. Lots of people out there say that work needs to be done to send it in one way or the other, either more whimsy, like role-playing style, let's have fun being college students. But if you want to play a crunchy D&D campaign with mystery and adventure, it also needs work in the opposite direction as well. But overall, I love it because it's nostalgic 
for a fantasy magical school setting for many 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 people out there myself included um but also it's university so it's adults there is a great supplement that i'm going to talk about later all about the world's biggest pub crawl yeah which is fantastic because what is university or college without a pub crawl so yeah, I love it and I really want to run a campaign but also be in a campaign and I can't decide which one I want more. But my notion of, and when I say notion, I mean actual notion program, notebook notion, yeah. not just thought. Um, By the way, notion, if you want to reach out about a sponsorship, we're more than here for it. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Um, for a strict saving campaign is building. So yeah, I just want to talk about some of the things today that are out there that make strict saving great again. Can we say that? That makes Strixhaven even better than it already is. There we go. Um, if I say I just want to play in your Strixhaven campaign, would that make a decision easier for you? Yeah. It, it, how much? I mean... I'd love to play in this setting. So I think I need to say that up the front. Like, I'm going to criticize quite a few elements of this book to begin like again we're not going to go in and like lambaste it but the, the gaps that i have and i think you've pulled together stuff that helps to fill those gaps um i love the idea of a fantasy school as a setting and but i think that we'll talk about it a bit later it is probably 70 percent of this book is an adventure and i wish that they had taken the approach that they have taken with the Planescape books, which is to go, hey, here's three volumes for maybe another additional 10 to $15 on the retail price. And that collection's dropped down now, probably must be because they're not going to do much more with print moving forward, but hey-ho. Right. But you can pick up like the three source books for Planescape for about 50 quid. You get a source book a bestiary slash monster manual and you get an adventure and it feels like with Strixhaven they took an approach which in hindsight is seems misguided or it hasn't quite landed where they thought okay do you know how we bring people through an academic year and sort of give you jumping off points for things that could happen during you know whatever length of time you decide to run this over let's write an adventure and the problem is that that adventure doesn't add up over four or five years of in-game in story where you have a lot of questions going, okay, so if that's happened like multiple times over the course of an academic year and there's been no changes to the structure of the school or its policies or how it's protecting its students the next year, maybe there's a problem. Um, and one of the big gaps for me, which we will talk about, is is first year, is the meet cute. Is, is This is such a great opportunity to get the party and and have them come together and meet each other and do all these fun things and relationships are a big part of the, one of the mechanics that Strixhaven brings in which I do agree with a lot of people if you're going to not run that relationships mechanic why are you running Strixhaven and not that black and white but like it is adding an extra layer to this university setting that's important it it misses a trick with like chapter one and first year sorry, chapter one of the adventure and first year, sort of just assuming they are all friends, that the party just turned up. Yes, I mean, that's how it sets it up, is then these are the people you meet on the first day um, and they're the people that you're going to be with. Um, most other 
DMs that I've talked to out there um, use it as an opportunity to put everybody in the same dorm. Yeah. Or they are always the last people to arrive or they're just automatically sorted into groups for the orientation day challenge, which is the first part of the adventure. Um, however, there are supplements out there that do include a session zero, mm. which is the university open day. Yeah like a year prior where you are level zero I love that. and you all meet one another and then you all go off, have a respective year doing other things, which can all be private sessions with the DM to discuss what happens to you in that year, who keeps in touch with who, who doesn't, who, who changes, like mm. does someone get a warlock patron in that year yeah. off? It's fantastic idea. And then everybody comes back to start the year proper um, and then there are other supplements out there that are the first day, hmm. basically just a completely different first day and yeah. that rewrite that orientation day challenge. Um, I wrote, my note just says, God, I hated the scavenger hunt. Like, I don't know what university student, even in a uh, whimsical, magical setting, uh, would want to do a scavenger hunt to orientate themselves on. Note to self, keep scavenger hunt in my campaign just to watch Phil squirm. I'm okay with that. My character will squirm. Phil will be like, I'm having a great time. Don't tell anyone. Um, did you know the Strixhaven setting before they ported it over? Because this is part of Wizards and, and Magic the Gathering sort of... I wish we'd gotten a clearer roadmap for where they were going with this. It never felt like we knew what crossovers were going to happen and when. And I get it. It's a big global thing that you're trying to do. But if Marvel can give us a roadmap for, you know, when <laughs> things are going to drop and what that, that cinematic universe is, yeah. maybe you could have given us a bit of a roadmap for when to expect certain things. But yeah, did you know Strixhaven before the source book came over? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I stopped playing Magic the Gathering probably when, when I was a teenager. That was my, I had my Magic the Gathering phase. And mm. then I have two deck boxes that went in the cupboard. And then I traveled to every place I've ever lived with me. And I got mad the other weekend when I was talking to uh, our friend Jack mm. about Magic the Gathering. And he was just like, oh, well, it's all completely changed now. You've got a commander deck. we got 100 cards and none of them can be the same card. And I was like, what my entire previous deck was built around like repeat cards like amassing one another so i don't know how to play magic the gathering anymore basically uh but strixhaven appearing as a source book then got me back into magic the gathering in terms of the law the world and the stories i love the stories mm. on magic the gathering website if you read the stories the law like is actually behind all of the sets that come out yeah. it's Incredible. Do you know they collected them all so together much. in an ebook for free? Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, you can just download and get them on your Kindle. Oh, I'm the person on my phone and I'm just like, and click next yeah, and going yeah. back to scroll down to 2017, click that, then click that, and then open that in a new tab. Um, but yeah, and we'll I'll, I'll talk about that later on in terms of structuring an adventure that using the existing fiction, yeah, the storyline from Magic the Gathering lore is one way to fix, in inverted commas, the adventure in yeah. in the Strixhaven uh, source book. Okay, let's have a quick dive into the source book itself. So you get, uh, chapter one is Life at Strixhaven. It, it's actually a really solid overview of the lore and the setting itself. Um, so I think you're pretty much set there. Yeah. 
as you say, you can go uh, read some of the short stories uh, from from Magic the Gathering. Um, but then it's chapter two. It's the first stumble for me is uh, this is a source book that has one race option and a couple of backgrounds and some feats and five spells. There are Ooh. five spells. Including one of the most controversial spells yeah, don't, ever. Don't. 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 I saw one of your homebrews uh, proposes a few little small fixes, and one of them is bumping silvery barbs up to a level two spell. Correct. Which straight out of the gate, I'm like, yeah, cool, that will do. Um, yeah, five spells just seems a bit uh, like, excuse me, uh, for the magical school setting. Do you think part of why a lot of stuff was trimmed is that this uh, setting was aimed at both? onboarding Magic the Gathering players and also perhaps being a good introduction gateway setting and adventure to new D&D players who love classic kids in a magic school fiction series, etc. Yeah, definitely. Um, all of the more critical commentary out there about Strixhaven is from hardcore traditionalists who, or, or who wanted to buy a source book that gave them all the bones that they needed to run with the campaign or people who were buying it thinking they were going to get a well fleshed out adventure for all four years of the university life um but i think it's just a nice intro starting off point for anyone it's it fulfills that niche of rather than having to build if you wanted to play oh, me and my friends are going to college as D&D characters, you, a, a GM would have to do a lot of work yeah. to build a world, the lore, the courses, the NPCs. Yeah, it can be done, but this just saves you yeah. a ton of work. You can change the NPCs, you can change the courses that are available, you can write your own storyline. Yeah. But this is just a toolkit, in my opinion, a lovely, lovely, very well illustrated toolkit apart from one map toolkit that gives you everything you need to do to run a university slash college campaign. You could take one of the colleges and just expand it out. Yeah. And that be your setting. You don't have to have this full campus with, you know, everything. You don't have to have the five colleges. You yeah. could just combine all the courses yeah. and people could just choose the courses that they want to do yeah. um, at university. But I do love the five colleges. Yeah, I love the duality, and then that comes from magical dual manner. But I, I love the idea of those professors that are one side like perfection versus expression yeah. uh, in Prismari. I think that's fast, fantastic, especially for what is quite a heavy RP based campaign and setting. It's supposed to be very role play, social element heavy, all about relationships, and the idea that two students can be in the same college with the same skills, abilities, but one is, but they're the complete opposite. One is life, one is death, one is perfection, one is expression, one is order, one is chaos. But yet you're studying the same courses, I think is great, great for social situations. I'm gonna quickly jump ahead on that note because you sort of said it. Uh, one of the things that you included, uh, which is, user is in use on YouTube put together their video on how they run Strixhaven and they acknowledge that you know there's the two camps of like there's not enough and oh actually it's pretty fun I enjoyed it um but I really like their structure for 
breaking sessions up into three parts yeah. and to have it like sort of an RP led um, first section, RP led middle section, and then the third section is kind of like the encounter or the adventure or the thing that's going to happen. And you could apply that to your own story. You could plug in other adventures or you could just run the Strixhaven module that way. Yep. Um, and that is, I'm fully going to use their method to run my campaign. Yeah. Because if everybody's in different colleges, doing different courses, having relationships with different students and other NPCs, you are, the party's permanently split. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, let alone never split the party. You're split in five places on opposite sides of campus. So I think the idea of having that education phase where you do something in your studies that week, but everybody gets a turn. Extracurricular phase, you're prompted to have jobs and extracurriculars for extra credit and yep. relationship building because it is that relationship building, role-playing focus. Um, and then the event phase, which is right, something where all five of you are together happens. I think that's a great way. It's also a great way to timekeep in a session mm -hmm. and to move along the campaign being just like, right, this is a week. This is one thing that happens in one class this week. Yeah. And then this is the event that happens done next week because you can easily get bogged down in the minutia of this, of running classes. I'm just like, imagine that if there's five different players, each in a different college and you're all doing two different classes a day and it's a 10 day, <laughs> at what point, how much role play do you do in yeah. that versus rolling for study roles and rolling for exam results? I really, really, really love their method of just a three-phase session that still encompasses all aspects of Strixhaven. Yeah. It's your chances to study and actually get an education, which is what you're there for, but also the social aspect of building relationships and still the event phase, which is your adventure, your combat, your yeah. mystery, your sleuthing, your breaking and entering <gasps> at university, gasp. Yeah. And it would just, I feel like this, the, the way that the adventure is currently written, it doesn't give you any guidance on perhaps how to navigate that side of it. And that um, is one of the biggest yeah, criticisms and drawbacks. throws a lot at you. It, it basically writes it like a traditional, uh, very linear, um, very linear, because it literally follows an academic year and then another year and then another year, and then sort of goes, cool, and then run an exam here and then there's no sort of beat for like when people might meet or when they might do their jobs or all these other things that, and again, like someone doing their job could be the catalyst to what the adventure part of your phase is. You could have someone having an issue uh, to, to take Dimension 20 as the perfect example. Like someone could just be working the cafeteria and then a bad thing happens. And then the players are all in the cafeteria and then help the person working their job deal with that situation. Yeah, I mean, that that is one of the kind of adventures in there. Yeah. At Fire Jolt Cafe, things go wrong. And um, at Bowen's Tavern, there's the frog situation in the back, underground frog racing in the back room, um, which I definitely haven't used in other places. Uh, I just think the concept's hilarious. So if you're a newer GM, that is quite daunting. Yeah. And where do you go from there? Yeah. Do you just, oh, everybody do your study role go in the middle of the session and everybody just arbitrarily rolls the d20 um but if for more experienced gems that is an easy enough fix 
for you to fill in with what you want to do. Yeah. But then the caveat is, well, what am I filling it as? Where is the adventure here? What is the overall storyline that I'm fleshing out? So from both perspectives, there are boons and banes, mm. depending on what you'll want to use this source book for. Do you do you feel that, I feel like this will probably be like, well, it depends on the group, Philip. Do you feel Strixhaven needs a through line story and adventure or will it or like can it work as just we're just trying to get through university <laughs> that's the story and you throw different things at people and there's yeah. ups and downs and there's relationships mm. but ultimately the goal of this campaign is to graduate from Strixhaven not to fight a big bad or like have saved the world it is just to get through university and have fun along the way and get your grades and graduate and I think the supplements out there take this in both of those directions. Either way, I think you pick and choose how much you want to dial in, which way you want to turn the dial yeah. for either of those. Do you want to go whimsy? Let's have fun. It's university. And I read lots out there on the Reddit and the Discord all about people who it's just hilarity ensues and they barely get anything done because they're having fun at college. Done. And then some people have really in-depth campaigns with lots of intrigue and manipulation of professors and students based on the the law pulled from Magic the Gathering mm. and what's actually going on behind the scenes and really going to, to what are the oracles? What are these archaic beings? What where are the founder dragons that and the snarls and all all, all of this juicy juicy lore. But then I also kind of just want to run a campaign that's just like who didn't make up for their lecture this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a minus D4 on your next study roll. Done, because you were hung over. So I would love to try and run a campaign that was a balance of yeah. those things to truly reflect the whole experience. But there are people out there taking it in both directions and everybody's still having a well of a time yeah. and just picking and choosing which aspects of this they want to use. Because some people don't use the relationship system Mm. but use loads of extra courses and law and NPCs. Some people weigh heavy in on the relationship side and don't give a toss about study roles and mm. actual exams. They're yeah. just here for the pub crawl. Yeah. Well, let's quickly talk about that. In the source book, chapter three, school is in session. This covers some of the things we've touched on, which is uh, extracurriculars, jobs, how to run exams and then the big mechanic that Strixhaven sort of proposes is relationships and this is your relationships to other students within the school uh, as sort of sliding scale of points uh, with you know being in the plus side means that you have a good relationship with that person and you can add a d4 to certain roles mm -hmm. based on relationship and then uh, you can create basically your nemesis and have a d4 take off things like that yeah um, Extracurriculars, my note when going through was just more energy, more passion. Uh, it's it's for other parts of the book that are, are really well fleshed out. So, for example, in uh, chapter three, there is a section called Fellow Students. And that is a great collection of NPCs from different colleges. There's really great artwork. It has everything you could possibly want for running them like, quote-unquote straight out the box it has a little bio it has what extracurricular activities to do what job they have what the bond boon is and what the bond bane is 
and it's great. The extracurriculars in the book, I just want a bit more pizzazz with like what they're about, maybe even highlighting a few higher level ones or more popular ones and giving them a crest or a logo, just a few more things to inspire. Okay. And what, I think you got me covered. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the your fellow students, your NPCs, or would you like to start with the extracurricular stuff or the university courses itself? Let's do fellow students. Fellow students, great. So um, when it comes to the relationship uh, mechanic mm -hmm. that's out there, um, one of the, what, one of my favorite, 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 favorite supplements out there, mostly because of the name, uh, is by a bonus action rainbow. Um, and it is called uh, Bonuses, How to Make Friends and Pressure Digitate People. And it changes the relationship mechanics. Um, it extends them either way. It is normally from like minus two to plus two. This is from like minus three or less to plus five um, with rules for gaining or losing those relationship points. Um, and also includes, for better or worse, um, cliques. And there are cliques on campus. And I think this is really, really interesting dynamic to introduce as well as just individual relationships between characters because your party can be a clique in itself mm. however your party could all be members of different cliques therefore gaining different boons to individuals but banes or a clique not fully trusting you because you hang around with members of these other cliques and i think it's really, really, really well thought out. Very, very well written. Um, and they also go through, and you said you really liked the NPC descriptions with the artwork and it's very fleshed out. They flesh out each NPC even more further with why they are friends with other NPCs. What is the backstory about why they don't like other NPCs? What are the quirks about them? What gossip already exists about them or is being spread? And what is their motivation for being there as a student? All of these just make it so much easier for you to pick up and play these NPCs because that is one of the tricky things about this campaign is university is full of thousands and thousands of people. Full. You, the number of NPCs you will have to play as a GM is insane. So the fact that this supplement expands them out and really fleshes out these characters beyond this is what they look like, Boone and Bane, yeah. is really, really good. And it adds a depth there that you then don't need to prep for. So this is a savior for any GM who wants to really delve into the social relationship building side of Strixhaven. Yeah, give, give me, a, like, let's quickly do a quick overview of what the relationship mechanic is. Um, and I know that um, Bonus Action Rainbow fleshes it out, but at the core, how does the mechanic work? So it's a very kind of binary system yeah. of you do a friendly response and you gain one relationship points yeah. if you get a friendly response from an NPC. If you do something that earns a rivalrous response that is negative you get minus one relationship points um so then this is also something as a gm you would need to track 
for all your players, or you could ask your players to track it, but then that's less of a surprise and that's very above table knowledge of them yeah. then knowing they're exactly where they stand with someone rather than gauging it from social interaction i don't think the book makes it clear enough but i would definitely run this under the hood like i would take a fallout or bethesda game or a bg3 approach and i would be tracking what i think the relationships are based on how they interact with people because i think there's an opportunity here to have players just push and be nice to everyone and not really get into any role play whereas you want to have some bouncing off of other students or bouncing off of an entire clique mm. um yeah would you try to push to run this under the hood or would you kind of let your table decide oh yeah definitely yeah definitely run under the hood but that is why a lot of gems don't run it because it's another bit of admin in every encounter which is why lots of people don't run this because there are a lot of npcs and you have if you have five or more players at the table that is that's a spreadsheet my friend i would i'm a luddite we've established this <laughs> but i actually hear me out if you a massive to, abacus you're not far off <laughs> you're not far off my my initial thoughts for prepping for strixhaven because there is like there's only so many times that you can name an NPC Steve and get away with it, is I would take all of the NPCs that they've outlined in the source book. I would take the incredible NPCs outlined in bonus action rainbows supplement, and I would make physical index cards for all of them. And I would just sit them on the table in an index card box with little tabs for their school that they're in. And then I would just, when it comes to, if I haven't, plan necessarily a full story arc i would just pull a card at random for that person that they're going to meet and then on that card i can physically just track the pluses and the minuses and then slide that card back into the box i i already have that set up but just using notion great notion if you're listening <laughs> reach out um we've established i'm a luddite i would i would i would get notion paralysis looking at that system um no that works but i i think Another reason I think I would do it physically is actually... Oh, at table. That would be really cool. And it yeah. familiarizes me with the NPCs. Yeah. By, even if I were just to copy them out. And something that is a really nice inclusion in the uh, how to make friends and press to digitate people is the template that they provide for creating NPCs. So you not only get an incredible collection of NPCs laid out for you, They've clearly laid out, hey, this is the things to be looking for, you know, rivals, quirks, gossip, pronouns. Pronouns. Yes, pronouns. And there yeah. are that loads of the NPCs, they have made sure that they don't they aren't all she her and he him. It's, oh, Aurora Luna uh, Windstar first up pronoun she they. She they. Great. I love it. Where so where are they seen around? What clique are they in? What are their friends? What are their rivals? What are their quirks? What's the gossip? What's the motivation? And what's their bane addiction? Addition? <laughs> addiction? <laughs> and what's their bane addition? Um, and you get little one-line prompts for you to fill out an NPC template of your own. And another great thing that they've done is they've just kept that simple. I think sometimes when you get templates for filling out an NPC, it is like filling in a government survey. Um, and this is just super lean, super beautiful. I love the clique. I mean, the cliques that they've included are great. 
Can we just take a moment to, well, what's your favorite clique in here? Oh, I think you know what my favorite clique is. Oh, well, okay. I'm going to say mine and then you can jump in. Uh, the Regina's for me. <laughs> just the name, the Regina's. This clique prides themselves on being model students on campus. They strive to reflect the core ideals of the student handbook and in turn help the student body be the best version of itself. Then you get their goal, their boon, their feature and their bane. What's your fave? Campus Queens. Campus With a flair queens. for the dramatic, this clique combines their love acting costumes and innovation in order to make a name for themselves on campus. Um, and just looking at the NPCs' names in there that I know already and their backgrounds, I'm 100% here for it. And clique I definitely goal. have so many of my friends who, if they were playing this, would do anything to be in the campus queens. Clique goal to become the biggest names on campus by being friendly to everyone and uncovering every bit of gossip. Great. And all the boons that you get from being in those cliques are related to them. And you were just talking about pulling out one of the NPC cards in order to use as an encounter. They also include random social encounters at the end of the supplement yep. that you can pull out and set up. These could be the event that happens in your session, like a bar fight, something that happens in the door room, something that happens in the cafe. Um, a dance. There's even one called Pult Fiction, which is about a poltergeist. Um, they're really clever. Lots of them with hints to popular culture, and it's yeah, it's very clever. I would say if you have the Strixhaven source book and you were going to buy one thing to help beef it out, this would be it. Like this would be the top of the list. Just if you if you're only going to get one thing and you want to lean more into university life, this is the thing. And while we're talking about bonuses work, um, definitely head over to their Patreon because they have created tons of free maps to use in Strixhaven. Like dorm rooms, specific halls, the stage, everywhere. Loads of the settings. They've done fleshed out color battle maps, um, unlike the black and white versions in the source book. Yeah. Final thing on relationships. When your relationship gets too, the score gets too high, well, not too high, but you can become you become friends and then you get a, a boon for being friends with that character. But also you can become beloved mm. and then you get inspiration if you are beloved, um, just like normal inspiration, um, except, right, your character regains a number of uses of beloved inspiration after each long rest equal to the number of beloveds they have yep. up to your proficiency bonus down with monogamy. This is great. But also, your beloved can be best friends. Yeah. They can be your two bestest, bestest friends. And as you level up, you could be your best friend and your significant other, mm. the person you're dating, your co-editor at the newspaper. It's a great mechanic that is not just, oh, here's one and done. Yeah. But also, you could end up with somebody with three extra points of inspiration <laughs> per long rest <laughs> for them to be using. Plus student die plus study die, plus the boons they get from if they're liked by lots of NPCs. So just something to be careful of from a GM's point of view. I but would at the say same from time, a player point of view, like we talk about GM tracking, as a player, you have to, I mean, if only there was some sort of index card system that you could, <laughs> if you could hear the eye roll. Um, no, but like, it can be overwhelming the amount of things you have to do as a player, especially when you're playing a spellcaster, then to add in, who am I friends with? Who am I beloved with? What like classes did I pass? What jobs did I get? You know, what's my extracurriculars? All of a sudden, you, you need like 
six extra D4s and your own tracking system. Tough. Then they know what it feels like. Good for them. There is a tracking card in the book. Yeah, there is. Um, there is a an entire section and there are lots of uh, homebrew ones out form there. Fillable. Form fillable ones um, and just like Google Sheets that you can use to just track relationships with different people as well as like putting your exam scores for each course and what you got from them and things like that. So there is loads of stuff out there and obviously because it's such a such a niche, such a a want, a need for, yeah, let's play Magical University. Loads of people have produced loads of really cute supplementary niceties that go along with all the amazing creators out there who've created fleshed out courses, fixed mechanics, etc. So it can also be a really pretty game as well. got all our student body uh we've got our our cliques on the go um i think the main thing that people do when they get to university after that is extracurriculars no one wants a job everyone wants to be part of the chess club so let's talk extracurriculars as i said it it's just very dry in the source book um for and again, I know, you know, you got to keep word count down, all these things. And there's probably areas that needed more fleshing out in Strixhaven. But extracurriculars just feels a little bit... When you participate in an extracurricular, a student gains a, a student die and a relationship point. And basically, it's a D4 that you can add to any role that pertains to uh, skills in the extracurricular group that you're in. So for example, if I join the Dead Languages Society, the skills are athletics and history. Um, yeah, it, it, bleh. Why, why athletics? Why athletics? Uh, these linguistics lovers take advantage of Strixhaven's deep repository of tomes written in ancient and near extinct languages, teaching themselves these tongues and often translating their favorite works. That's it. That's all I get on Dead Languages Society. And I'm like, great, as a GM, let's be creative and let's flesh that out. But we don't necessarily have time for all of that. And when I've bought a Strixhaven source book, maybe a few more paragraphs on the Dead Languages Society would have been a little bit more helpful. This also applies to Distinguished Society of Fine Arts, Dragon Chess Club. All of the extracurriculars are one to two sentences of a description and then some slightly disconnected skills to give me a d4 i can also just declare apparently that i'm not in that group anymore and join another one which is another thing that a gm is going to have to manage at table end rant L okay so let me save you for the low low price of one dollar fifty cents oof i don't oof. know if i can stretch um alex cruz um great great content creator has produced four volumes of supplementary material on the dm's guild alex is single-handedly john snow one person versus an army mm -hmm. tackling the gaps in strixhaven yeah. so many things all four of the supplements i feel are worth getting they deal with everything from the mechanics to the course catalog and staff directory is so detailed and so fleshed out, I adore it. And I've definitely not made a huge spreadsheet for my players to be able to choose what they want with the 
this this would pair very well with your uh, Huey Decimal System <laughs> wizard. I mean, that's 100% going to be an NPC. It's going to be a librarian wizard. And if they misbehave, that's how he's going to cast his spells. Sorted. It's just happening. Um, but we were talking about extracurriculars, and you found that having two lines <laughs> to explain one extracurricular is not enough. Um, the Strixhaven Supplementary Volume 4, the bulletin board from Alex Cruz, um, fleshes out the 16 published extracurriculars, um, including fixing the dead language using society using athletics. I mean, that would pair great with your Dewey Decimal System wizard. I said Huey. <laughs> and I ain't putting that on the internet. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. My Huey, Dewey, and Decimal. <laughs> Sorry, go again. I was just jumping in to make sure I had that line recorded so I can oh, splice it in. Okay, fantastic. Um, and as well as that, it adds another 27 extracurricular activities. Give me, 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 give me. It's not enough. Gimme. And matches each one with a professor or member of staff. Gimme. That exist in their staff catalogue. So they are fantastic. They flesh out them either further. So for example, the Dead Languages Society is now History, Insight and Perception. Wow, that was easy. Better matching skills. Um, essentially the same as the published content, but with few minor changes. Um, one of their homebrew professors sponsors the club, regularly attends meetings, and insight and perception are there because students gain insight into the grammar of past languages and attempt to sound out different words properly. And then properly, well, well, that was ironic. And then also gives you an idea of how to run that extracurricular activity. In this case, students might work on translations during the club and then present their work at the end of the year in front of their peers. So it always gives you a little tidbit, a little prompt in order to write, at some point during this year, let's run this extracurricular for this player. Yeah, stuck for what your session is going to be. Boom. Exactly. And also... Why not let your characters have more than one extracurricular? Because at university, you don't just have one necessarily. So this gives you loads of options and should give you loads of different extracurriculars. So each week as you play, you should be able to run a different prompted extracurricular because there's no way I would be able to come up with 50 plus Dead Language Society prompt sessions i want my characters to be able to join four or five different ones so every week there is something new with a different npc because all the npcs have these listed and who is part of each one so yeah alex cruiser stuff is just chess and who does not want to be part of the event planning committee whose associated skills are persuasion performance and intimidation obviously Iconic. I, I want to be a campus queen that is yes. part of the, the event planning, planning yeah. committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You've seen the movie uh, Election, right? Election? Yeah. No. You've not seen Election? No, I'm not a film <sighs> Right, well, we need to rectify that. Maybe um, not. Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon. 1999, Reese Witherspoon, Tracy Flick. Iconic. I'm Googling it, I'm Googling it, I'm Googling it. Oh, it's just giving me the election in the UK. Hang it's on. around the elections for a student body, and it's just 
one of Reese Shear Reese Shearsmith Reese Shearsmith's it's one of blah, 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 blah. it is one of Reese Witherspoon's best roles. It's a phenomenal movie. Anyway, we move. <laughs> I'll get you a copy on DVD because <laughs> we know you're a luddite. I'm a luddite. Yeah, I'll just I'll act out the whole movie for you uh, through the art of mime. Um, great. Again, look. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep leveling up here. If we said like buy one thing to help fill in some of the gaps, and that was uh, bonus action rainbows. How to make friends and prestigiate people for an extra few bucks. You can probably get the entire collection from Alex Cruz. And this supplement again is it's just joining all the dots in a way that makes sense for me. Yes, I would probably write out all of the extracurricular groups on index cards and then I would have a, another index box on the other side of the table. I've already done that with my Notion database. Hey, Notion. <laughs> <laughs> Third time lucky. Three's a charm. Um, okay, so student body is covered. Uh, the extracurriculars is covered. Jobs. Again, very thin in the actual source book. Hey, go get a job on campus. Get an extra die and some money. Yeah, you get five gold pieces at the start of each week that they hold the job. Again, another annoying thing for your GM to track. How many weeks have we had in game? How many, you know, five gold pieces are you owed? Um, and you get a relationship point. And again, it's just, oh, Bo's End Tavern, jobs, assistant manager, cleanup crew member, cook, host, server, coworker, one NPC named. That's it. That's yeah. the list of jobs in the source book. Uh, the <laughs> cleanup crew member is also the Strixhaven Performing Arts Society. Jobs, cleanup crew member, general assistant, refreshments expert, stagehand, ticket taker, usher. Refreshment expert sounds like when I used to call myself a fuel injection engineer. <laughs> I was putting petrol in people's cars. Great. So I don't know what a cleanup crew member does, and I don't know why a cleanup crew member is also paid five gold pieces the same rate as a crowd manager. I mean, this... Not to go too nitty-gritty, but it just <laughs> feels like someone... Again, wizards, I love you, but it feels like someone just pitched, oh, we should have jobs, and then they just sort of quickly came up with a list of jobs, and then there wasn't enough time in production to flesh this out, or it got cut. I mean, again, it's the, it's the nitty-gritty versus whimsy yeah. argument for this, right? If you want to, there are supplements out there, and I've read some great ones about doing your session zeros and discussing with the characters, right, um, how are you affording tuition? Yeah. Are you a legacy student? Have you got a scholarship? Is your family in debt? Are you going to have to work a job while you're doing this? Or does your Strixhaven have tuition at all? Um, but there's supposedly 800 gold tuition fee. So you end up in a bizarre situation of how is your student adventurer going to pay back this tuition? Uh, is that going to create conflict between your player characters, though? Which would be great, but equally, you don't want a student to miss out on an adventure because they've got to work a shift down the tavern. Mm -hmm. So it can create a lot of role-play opportunity, but the technicality of it could bog down a 
and I feel weird saying this word, realistic university campaign, depending if you want to get into, oh, this is the realism of going to a fantasy, oh, just sounds ridiculous, Go the realism of yeah. going to a fantasy university versus, oh yeah, well, it makes sense for my character to have a job because of their background and their personal circumstance rather than going and joining the synchronized swimming society. And again, we're big fans of hand-waving, right? It's like fun or story over necessarily crunch. And, and, and I do like it when mechanics meets fun and narrative and all these things, blah, blah, blah. But I guess my, my the gap here for me, again, is just that there's just very little context about what these jobs do. And it's another thing that as a GM, especially maybe as a new GM, where you could get GM paralysis looking at this. I, I'm not even worried about micromanaging or the grittiness of like, well, I've been six weeks in this job and I'm owed this much gold. It's just, I would just have loved a little bit more about this, you know, the tavern is the, you know, you have to jump into the book and the adventure to find out what the tavern vibe is. Then you have to go back and then you have to think about what those jobs would be. And again, you could put a lot of onus on the players and just say, what do you think the job is like and have some fun RP. But again, the book just sort of lacks giving that nudge or that spark of inspiration in a way that we see it in some of the supplements we've already talked about um, where, you know, in uh, how to make friends and, and press people, it's there, you know, it's a paragraph and here's how it works. And again, it's, it's not pages and pages of backstory on how this thing works. It's just the event planning committee students in this club help plan very special events for their peers under the supervision of Zoe. Like it gives you a character, it gives you a thing to, you know, and it, you know, events are up to the DM discretion, but might include balls, campus wide dance parties, talent shows, etc. Just give me a little bit more of that yeah. with what the jobs are. That's um, and that's what Alex Cruz does yeah. in one of the supplements. It's There's a fair number of jobs that are given, um, but doing skill checks for jobs, like you should be able to hold down a, a barista job. Oh, College of the Barista Wizard. Oh, I was, I was, I, I was watching your, you oh. do the leap because I was like, here we go. It's all coming together. <laughs> um, and or be able to hold down a job at the Bowen's Tavern. Um, I don't think that should be skill check based. That should be if your player does need, if your player, if your character does need income, then you should just be able to have that. And mm -hmm. that should just in your social phase, in your extracurricular phase, that yeah. is one of the options and interactions you can have, um, which gives you more scope to meet random people as well if you're just working yeah. in a, a generic environment, which could encounter anybody. So I really like that. Alex also does have a very, very good suggestion of um, if you've proven yourself, so in years two, three, and four, helping out the teachers in classroom. So helping out at the clinic, helping out in the gardens of Witherbloom, helping... People in Quandrix work out theorems by being a literal walking computer um, or exploring ruins in Lawhold. They all also lend themselves to adventure, mm -hmm. which is really, really nice as well. Um, so yeah, Alex Cruz, Strixhaven Supplements, just all, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And But as you touched on there, the, the one great thing about keeping jobs in, even if you want to just agree with the player okay look at the start very session you're gonna get 50 gold pieces how will hand wave the great thing about the jobs is that you could then have a different range of subclasses 
from like let's say i don't know other things we've talked about in this podcast the great thing that i love about strixhaven is you have this i'm gonna say it amazing tapestry for backgrounds and subclasses and classes not just the ones you go to i mean the ones you play and you could you have this very great setting for a for one a better homebrew melting pot you just go like hey you really enjoyed being working in the coffee shop and this is going to kind of be their thing cool they're college at barista wizard you know like or even just taking one of the features yes. from that and, and going, plugging it in, oh, here, it as a thing. this is a free feat yeah. because you've spent an entire year as a barista. Yeah. Here's yep, your this. reward. On top of your monetary reward for your job, you role played that all so yeah. well. He, you can actually have this ability to make a coffee a day yeah. that gives you advantage on a check with a persuasion check with another student. That kind of stuff. Someone's helping the cafeteria get the food out. We've got lots of uh, chef classes <laughs> that you could maybe have a look at yeah this is a great thing about homebrew is if it's if it if you know where to go you can cherry pick the right things and just offer them as rewards or extra things we know our extracurriculars we know our relationships but we're also here to learn and become great at the magics uh so do you feel there's enough in Strixhaven as a source book to actually run classes. Now, I know we've talked about, we. you don't, no one wants to turn up to their Friday night game and sit down and actually sit in a class. But equally, it is an element of why the party and their characters are there. And throughout any sort of fantasy series set in a wizarding school, there are great moments in class. Things can happen. And especially if you're going for the more like, hey, let's just fuck about and see campaign. Uh, you will want to know a bit more about classes. How do you find what's currently covered in classes in the official source book? So officially, there were just exams. So there's an exam at like the end of each term, mm -hmm. basically. The end of each semester, there is an exam and there is like a studying phase where you have the options to do a certain check yeah, that lets you study. I hate it. Um, it's so and then <laughs> it just it just boils it all down to either make a check or not check, make a check to give yourself advantage, and then you need to get two out of three successful rolls to pass your exam. Mm -hmm. And you can choose to pull an all-nighter or study together. Just snooze. I'm sorry. Just and snooze. you can choose to cheat or fail. And if you yeah. fail, you you don't get student dice and student dice is something you can then anyway um yeah there is lots of discussions out there about how to do this lots of people just don't do it yep general consensus out there is people people don't run it um because it's it's just a, it's just a, a d20 role yeah that is it giving you anything no not really well i think you get a relationship point or an extra uh, you get a D4. Yeah. It, it just feels like I'm going to sit at the table and I'm going to make four to six people have a game of rollies and get a D4 moving forward. Eh? Whereas... I mean, and I hate sounding super negative and like moany guy on the internet, but it is lackluster. But that's what we're here to solve. <laughs> yes. So when it comes to the exams and the actual courses, um, 
there are some great supplements out there. Um, I should bloody well hope so, Josh. <laughs> Otherwise, why I'm, are we here? That's what I'm here for. Um, again, I'm going to come back to Alex Cruz. Um, the entire supplement that is the staff directory and course catalogue. Oh, it's beautiful. And it fixes one of the main things, which is the rewards for completing your courses are spells or proficiencies. It just makes sense. Wait a minute, you're telling me we're going to get extra spells in the spell school? Yeah. Shut the front door. Right. So um, there is a course in first year that is Basking in the Glow, Basic Magical Auras. Makes sense. That's a classic first year, first term course. How mm -hmm. to detect magical orders. Great. There are associated skills in there, Arcana, Investigation, Perception. So if you do want your character to make roles, if you are insisting that your players do do something right, it's the end of the term. This is how well you do in Basic Magical Auras. Or... In the education study phase, each week, they do one role of, right, this week, you're going to be looking if you can sense magical auras. Give me a perception check. Done. And then you log that down. And then over the course of the campaign, they'll have done those three roles for that course yeah. in that term. And then that gives you an overall grade. And if they do it well, yes, there's RP opportunities in there for other students that would be taking this course. But ultimately they get to cast Detect Magic. And it's up to you how you give that out as a spell. Do they know that spell and they can cast it and they use their normal spell slots? Do they know it and they get a free cast a day as well? If you're thinking about maybe if you've got half casters in your party or people with fewer spell slots, that might be a very charitable thing to give mm -hmm. them as a GM. Or does everybody have a little spell book where they can keep all of these Oh, you know that's the one I'd be pushing for. Um, Imagine the joy of the note taker who just gets to actually put that spell in their notebook or, the you know, you hand the spell card and then they can put it in a like, little physical spell book that you have at the table. Yeah. Um, it's... It's great, It's but it's really simple, and simple is always good. Um, I love the correlations of school year to spell levels as well. Again, a very simple fix, but first year is first and second level spells, second year is second and third level spells, and so on up to fourth year. Um, it is a chunky supplement, I would there's, say. There's a lot of detail. A lot of detail, and you would probably want to think about how much you want to invest this in your game and this 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 feels like a definite session zero talk to the table and go hey we want to do this here's where i think it could go here's how i think it can come alive um and then get sign up from everyone yeah or, or it is a case of right here is the list of courses get the players to choose their characters courses mm -hmm. and then you just read the ones yeah. that they've chosen yeah basically um but it does give you everything you could possibly want. Um, so that's running classes or a way to weave. I think that's a better way of putting it. This is a great way to weave the academic side of this setting into your sessions and campaign. Yeah. And I think that the main thing would be if you do want to run some classes, plan out class-based activities that are... Practicals, lab-based, field trips. I mean, those tend to be the ones that are recommended, that are become part of the adventure. 
in the actual source book. Um, there is another supplement called Fantastical Field Studies, um, led by uh, Marco A. Torres, and that is field studies adventures and encounters and combat and investigations for different courses in different colleges um there are loads of different supplements out there and there's loads of stuff on reddit of people's free ideas of oh i ran this encounter for this course and it's a great place to just go and access stuff like that yeah i think that sounds like my jam and that would be my approach uh, reading sort of look skim reading through the adventure that is in the source book it felt like everything is sort of an external problem you know there's this essentially pveg that is messing around with the school um it feels like you want you'd want more i would want to run more adventures uh, from within the school as in going out on a field trip having a problem and overcoming it you know um having uh issues happen in classes or at jobs and this is the things that help bond the party together and and they overcome and then they get to flex on as their knowledge progresses and as they level up you know they get more and more things and then maybe you have it that you know the field trips are more riskier um i think that is a pretty common trope with most fantasy wizarding schools or magical schools is that health and safety students is a little bit like yeah whatever uh you you're gonna learn magic you're you're gonna learn it from battling monsters yeah even the monsters from within 800 gold for certain death yeah yeah Great. um um but there is a another supplement out there that i adore and is really really good if you want to flesh out weekly class activities uh for all of the classes the official classes the official course catalog Mm -hmm. classes um there are four events so you can just roll a d4 or as a gm you could be like oh this event happened this week some of them are just purely oh this happened this is now a bane or a boon how do you role play your way out of this and you can be really descriptive and actually play it out or you can say oh during a trip to the law hall museum you touch an artifact you shouldn't have give me a charisma saving throw um and then you turn to a chicken and then you earn the nickname chicken little from these three npcs that are also your course mates so there are loads of really, really good ideas for that. That's the Strixhaven, a syllabus of sorcery by Mike Bernier, Arcane Eye. And so it's 144 events Oof. there because there's four for each course over Love four it. years. Um, and there's also a group point system. So if you want to play into that mm. clique, it would maybe... It, it marries really well. Marry with really well with the clique system. And it's your group point system. So when you do something for a member of staff, you get bonus points. If you're caught sneaking out after hours, you get minus group points. And it's how well your group is perceived as being this group of heroes on the school grounds, which let's be honest, this is every cliche fantasy education setting. You have the group of main characters that become the group that get 
loved by some teachers, hated by some teachers, yeah. have rivals, have a huge group of supporters, have all of these weird things happen to them spontaneously and get wrapped up in Almost these mysteries. like they're the main characters. Oh my God. So yeah, that is also a good mechanic. Again, something else for you to track, but would be nice to marry into cliques and relationships. But again, if you want to get your whiteboard out, your little bit of graph paper, fill, that's something else you could do. I was actually building the notion page in my uh-huh. head. But I, th- I think it marries so well with cliques. And I... Big takeaway from all of this is that cliques seem to be a really good way to go. If if you want to help give it a little bit more structure slash goals for the party. Um, so from classes in school to classes in the class. Segway, I'm shaking my head. Segway queen. <laughs> <laughs> Classes in class. A um, little bit sad. You can still get them, but it was a little bit disappointing, I guess, to see that they had mages of Strixhaven as subclasses that were cut. Mm. Um, it is out there as an unearthed arcana. Um, you included it. I think it's a super nice thing to include. We'll link to it. Um, what do you... Do you feel, again, this was just trying to strip it back to being a less cluttered for new people approach? Because I think there's nothing inherently wrong. There's some really fun stuff in these... Um, majors for Strixhaven and you know, you'd love to play them beyond level 10 yeah. like to be able to be picking something that you're going to do through your level 1 to 10 magical college campaign or part of campaign and then to carry these on would be great yeah I mean I think that it's really clever the way it was done like here is a subclass that can be used by three different classes mm. And you get those because they've picked classes that level up differently. So you get that boon at more or less the same time, which is really, really clever. But again, I think it was just a bit too messy to get beginners in yep. and for GMs to run yep. where it should be pick up and play. And we, we now know it's not quite pick up and play, but it is. If if you just want to run it as is, you can. Yeah, you absolutely And especially can. with a group of new players or with a group of your mates who just want to go to college yep. and have fun, build relationships, go drinking at the tavern and race giant frogs. Yep. Like it works. It does work. Yep. But the, I think there is a missed opportunity there. It ended up becoming the feat, the background of the initiate, yep. which again is, this is my, this is me going down the technical Away from the whimsy, going, mm-hmm. oh, well, actually, that's just not correct. Good, because I feel like I've been there. Well, actually, guys. For... Well, actually, because if you're a Strixhaven initiate and you pick, you have to pick a college from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you only actually pick your college in second year yeah. at Strixhaven. Yeah. So in the first year, you take your introductory courses yeah. into the college and only in your second year, yeah. you do your specific college. So the fact that you are asking players to pick yeah. their college... Yeah before the game has started because that's their background yeah i think is weird because what better character progression and role play than oh you're expected to go and become the next artist in prismari but when you're there you actually fall in love with digging and exploring and actually you end up becoming a law hold against the wishes of your parents you end up becoming a law hold student 
I think that's great. So ha- forcing a player have to have that background from stage one, um, I think is a bit weird. Um, but ultimately, I like the flavour that it gives you. I would just give my players that for free mm. in second year. Yeah. Well, but Or use Alex Cruz's supplement and they gain those spells through doing specific courses. Yeah. And then if you want a mascot, the mascot feat later on, you have to do the mascot course, which lets you summon a mascot. That's the reward for doing that. Oh, oh just the whole supplement. No, oh, I, I could just go on about it. I'm absolute nerd for it. Um, but there is a homebrew little publication that I found by Ossifer and it has five Strixhaven subclasses. Um, a wizard for Lawhold, a bard, College of Expression for Prismari, Paradox Magic for Sorcerer for Quandrix, which is so cool. Um, Warlock the Logos for Silver Quill, and the Circle of Roots, which is a Druid Circle for Wither Bloom. And I really like them just because they're so flavoured. And they fit those specific colleges, but very, very cleverly fit both sides of the college. Yeah. So you can be in with a bloom with circle of roots, but do both the bloom, the life, the growth side, but also the decay, death, energy side as well, which I think is a really nice way that they're written. I never want to take away player agency, but if you could pitch this, this is a party in a box. Oh, like the Strixhaven great. 5 is the name of, well, it's Strixhaven revamped. The Strixhaven 5 is the opening title. Um, it just flows really well. It's like you said, it's really well thought out. Um, again, a wizard, a bard, a sorcerer, a warlock, a druid. I think that's a fun mix at the table. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, again, it, it's really nicely laid out. There's a lot of considerations. That you say. I really enjoy the, that you can do both sides of it. Um, beautiful artwork and, included. And they wrote this. Uh, in response to the same issues that we, the concerns we had about the imbalance of those subclasses yeah. when they were made broadly. Great idea, but ultimately unbalanced and didn't work. So this is a great way of, of doing that. And I hope people write more to come. Yeah. Give me a Prismari Sorcerer. Give me a Witherbloom Warlock. But again, a Warlock of Death, but also a Warlock of whose patron is a Dryad mm-hmm. or a Forest out there. So... Uh, I think this is absolutely lovely and a great place for homebrew to come in, as you said earlier. Quick couple of honorable mentions just on the magic front. Uh, we both are fans of um, Cobalt Press. Um, this is a great opportunity if you had the budget and you want to expand out, go get the Deep Magic supplement from Cobalt Press and Deep Magic 2. Like, wombo combo right there. Um is this like is this a given for you for your Strixhaven campaign that you will open up Deep Magic from Cobalt Press? Possibly, possibly. There's a, a distinct possibility there, depending on the players and yeah. the characters. If if we use D and D Beyond, um, and I can't be bothered doing sheer yeah. amount of homebrew, this would probably for me end up becoming a campaign of on paper or using a, a, a an editable sheet because there are so many extra things. Like index cards. You fell into my trap. I, I really did. You've activated my travel card. <laughs> um, there are so many extra things here to, that you get extra that you can't give yeah. in Doomsday Beyond easily. Like, oh, here, you've now learned this spell. 
there's no way for my character to have that spell on their spell sheet. That's yeah. just going to be a note somewhere being like, by the way, you also know how to cast detect magic. Yeah. Where, where, where is that? How do GM I monitor admin. that? Right. So, but also dysfunctional for the players yeah. as well. Like forgetting you have a, a, a clutch spell because it's not automatically there on your spell sheet is quite rough. So I think opening up deep magic would be dependent. I would maybe use this for special projects each year if someone mm. wants to take on extra credit mm. if someone because in your fourth year you are supposed to do basically a dissertation you are supposed to do a research project yeah and i think i would maybe unlock some unique spells or as rewards oh you want to do extra tuition with that professor yeah you unlock their unique spell which uh, is actually this or summer work placement yeah exactly i interned at this place for the summer this is how it went out, played out, and this is the extra bit of spells yeah, that I'm bringing exactly. with me. And also, if you didn't want to introduce entirely new spells, Mythmaker, I am one of their patrons, and I love all of their stuff. One of their things I absolutely adore is spell masteries. Je oh, oh, they're just incredible because it takes a normal 5e spell and gives you optional masteries that you can learn for that spell. So something that might extend its duration or just upper damage die, or lots of them have really cool effects that are just so well-considered, but actually really balanced still. Like if you make sure you can only have one mastery at a time or X number of masteries activated or known. Um, but I just like the idea that your character could become a master of Acid Splash. Just like they learned it at university and then they've learned how to adapt Acid Splash to be a large bubble or do cold damage at the same time. Things like that, because you are at the apparently the multiverse's best magical university. Yeah. So You're why shouldn't you gold pieces a year? Why shouldn't you be able to amend your Acid Splash? Yeah, it also like speaks to like students learning and mastering craft and their spells their yeah. way like yeah. you're you're going to learn it from a textbook but you're not going to replicate it one for one from a textbook right. even though you could argue well that's what magic is philip but to be able to put their spin on it again it also invests your players into this idea that they're studying and learning and getting to put their stamp on it yeah there's a great mastery um, i can't remember it word for word but it's about you cast message but you cast it into a book and the next person that opens that book gets your 25 words whispered to them and they can whisper back into the book and shut the book again and so then the next passing that book to your beloved or leaving cryptic messages in the library it's a dead drop somewhere in the biblioplex there's six cans of red stripe hidden in the forbidden section or cheating in an exam <gasps> josh never gasp gasp um yeah so many options there and i think spell masteries is a lovely little way for whether you're doing whimsy or you're doing strict, let's yeah. go adventuring, let's become the best possible yeah. magic users ever. I think homebrew spells and spell masteries um, would be a great way to just put a nice new twist on magic. Before we end this episode, I think let's quickly touch on, because actually we've run quite long, but I don't think we, we, can't, we can't do a two-parter here no, again. No. But it's been a nice chunky chat and I think there's been lots of great stuff here. I hope this conversation has like 
pointed you in directions where you are getting more of a sense of how you might want to run Strixhaven and the things that could happen in your sessions or in your campaigns. But Josh, as someone who's kind of like in a continual state of prepping for your Strixhaven campaign, (laughs) um, what have you found in terms of, let's say someone just bounces off of the, the adventure that's in there or just wants to cherry pick? Is there much out there in terms of like, written modules for, for like for either structures or a fully written module of how to run an adventure or a campaign in Strixhaven no 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 not really um challenge accepted yeah I mean the the reddit community for yeah. Strixhaven 5e is incredible and it links to the discord loads of great chats in there lots of gems sharing this happened this week this yeah. is how long it took me etc people who did straight runs just ask and people will provide um there are some other supplements out there i mean there's introduction to archaeomancy which is oh here is a little adventure this is your event this week for those of you who are doing the law hold archaeomancy course um and it gives you a little bit of story i think that's by bonus action rainbow as well um and there are smaller adventures out there um there's a new year's eve supplement there is the pub that walks Mm -hmm. which is a little side quest storyline about a pub crawl um and there are people out there who have come up with classes specifically and also adapted candle keep yeah i really like this then you can, mysteries. If, you, if you've got Candlekeep Mysteries or Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel um, or any of the kind of collection supplements yeah. or source books, or adventure books, sorry. Um, Keys in the Golden Vault. Yeah. Port them over. Yeah. Just think about ways that you could take that and port it over. Um, and I think it works really well. Um, if you are trying to figure out what you want to string together to fill out the academic year with quote unquote adventures. So yeah, shout out to RB Scald who has ported over, I think, the first four Strixhaven mysteries um, into what would be books in the biblioplex in the large Strixhaven yeah. library. Um, or so the first four Candlekeep mysteries first four have been ported over to Strixhaven mysteries. Sorry. Yeah, I'll go again. No, don't go again. It's fine. I fine. corrected you. Uh, I yeah. love correcting. <laughs> Um, as well as pulling from more lore, actually, and the Magic the Gathering um, story. So that's really nice if you actually do want to incorporate that into your campaign. That's what I really like about this, is it's taking uh, things from the wider lore and world and weaving them in, which could be a thing at your table that goes, oh, amazing, or they're never going to know. But... Either way, it's great because it, it's it's just taking stuff that's already out there and just uh, allowing you to reuse it in ways that make sense for Strixhaven. And just saves you time yes. coming up with it yourself. Yeah. It when it already exists, someone's neatly packaged it up for you in a ready to, to give to your players, which is great. But I'll get working on my Strixhaven adventure campaign module. <laughs> Josh, would you say that we have successfully strict saved in fix stricts? Oh, have we fixed stricts? Have we fixed stricts? Um, I think so. I think it's getting there. I think if you are prepared to use these supplements, I think anybody could put these together, whether you're a really experienced GM or you're GMing for the first time and you just want to bulk it out a bit or 
push it in the way that you know your players want to play. There's enough here I think we've covered to be able to fill out the supplement to send your Strixhaven campaign off into four years of academic wonder and and beyond. Um, <laughs> and beyond. And beyond. Yeah. If they were going beyond, they might have some trinkets with them. Josh, what's your trinket of the week? My trinket of the week is from Classes and Constructs, Trevor, on YouTube, um, who has made magical items for D&D from Strixhaven based off the Magic the Gathering cards. So, like, the acceptance letter, um, the spell satchel, um, and my favourite one is the Elementalist's palette. And I love the artwork. It's literally hand-pulling paint from different coloured crystals, um, which is lovely. Um, But there are four gems with different elemental magics held in a component pouch. And when you're attuned to this palette, um, your evocation spells, creatures affected by them, have disadvantage on their saving spells. Um, And you can change the elemental type of evocation spells you cast to four different elements, depending on what colours you have. Um, And I just love that i think that's great it's niche if you're a prismari artist student you're dealing with elemental art that's a beautiful item that is either an heirloom that is either something you need to go and buy and get for your second year of study for a specific course or is a lovely reward from an npc or from a reward from your gm I think it's a lovely, lovely item. And there are loads more out there that are little trinkets for college. Um, and I couldn't mention the official one, which is the container of boundless coffee, mm-hmm. um, which I need in real life, uh, the bottle of boundless coffee, uh, because I, I just need that in real life. But yeah. I quickly looked it up. The letter of acceptance uh, foil single MTG card will set you back 35p, 40p. Um, so you could just buy this and hand it to your players when they get it. And you'd have a little MTG card souvenir. And you add that to your little spellbook folio that you're building up when you learn your spells. I print out the trinket description and put it over the effect yeah. of the card. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Be so cute. Super cute. So set you back 50p to make that. You're now going to expect that, aren't you? Oh, am I in? <laughs> I'll make them. If it I'm depends in. if you pass the entrance exam or not. Oh, session zero. Let's go. Right, well, that has been Saving Strix Haven. I mean, look, we said at the top of the episode, uh, you can go buy Strix Haven and just run it as is. Like 100%, uh, just sort of follow it along as a guidebook, essentially. It's a weird way to describe it because you would say, is that not all adventures? But I think you can just sort of just roll with it and go, it says to do this, do this. If it says to go there, go there. Uh, I would say the one thing that I would say is probably just scrap classes. If you are just going to run it, my my top tip would just be just ignore it. Uh, do extracurriculars, do jobs, just ignore classes and run it straight out of the book out of the box you're good to go but i i think i hope that everything that you've pulled together today and all the stuff we've talked about shows that there is actually a lot of depth to strixhaven and 
some amazing people out there have pulled together a lot of great ideas put their slant on it laid it out in a really beautiful easy to digest way and done a lot of the groundwork for you and you can have a lot of fun with this setting now with some extra little bits that are going to set you back anywhere from five to 20 bucks top end like when you spend all that money all in yeah 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 let, let us know if you do and it's straight yeah. out of the box let let us know if you've found anything else out of there that we haven't covered that you think would be that you've really enjoyed or you have used or are going to use or you think we should be shouting about let us know because i, I want to arm myself with as many different options as i can for my campaign so you would do me a solid i'll do a full review of josh's strixhaven campaign on this podcast <laughs> why don't we just make it the podcast why don't and we just the podcast do... ends there there we go cool uh, uh <laughs> thanks for listening bye uh <laughs> This has been Above Table Saving Strixhaven. Um, I have been one of your hosts, Phil. Joined, as always, by... Josh! Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed it, do get in touch. Uh, suggest things uh, for us to cover, point out creators or content uh, creators that we may have missed um, that you think we should shine a spotlight on. Um, do give us a little rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help. Leave a review, follow. Uh, you will now find us on all places where podcasts can be found. I think, I hope, I pray. iTunes, Apple Podcasts is giving me a bit of grief, but we're in all the other places. So um, find us there if you don't use the Spotify's. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Notion, our email is... <laughs> the content featured on today's show was... How I Run Strixhaven from Users is in Use on YouTube. How to Make Friends and Press to Digitate People by Bonus Action Rainbow. The Strixhaven Supplements, Volumes 1 to 4 by Alex Cruz. Fantastical Field Studies from Marco A. Torres and others. Strixhaven, A Syllabus of Sorcery by Mike Bernier, aka Arcane Eye. Mages of Strixhaven from the Unearth Arcana. Strixhaven Revamped by Ozifer. Deep Magic by Cobalt Press. Mythmakers Spell Masteries. Strixhaven Mysteries by Orby Scald. Of course, shout out to the Strixhaven GM's subreddit. And our trinket of the week was Magic Items for D&D from Strixhaven by Classes and Constructs on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, maybe consider passing it on to a friend who's a player or a GM. 